It's time to enter the Nerd Zone. What's up, everybody? This is Jay. And this is Pete. And you have entered the Nerd Zone. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm entering the Nerd Zone very well, thank you. I'm glad that you've entered the Nerd Zone very well. So <laughs> today, Pete and I have decided that we're going to talk about something that uh, we grew up watching a lot of. I mean... Wrestling. You know, what's that? Wrestling. Well, yeah, wrestling. We did actually <laughs> grow up. I mean, we, we talk a lot about wrestling. That is 66. <laughs> but I definitely think uh, game shows played a big part in our lives growing up. Um, I don't know, like why? Why did you wa- like watching game shows as a kid, and even still now? I like how you like right there before you said game shows. You're like game shows before you said something stupid. So I appreciate that. Um, no problem. Game shows was a part of my childhood. Um, for many reasons, um, we'll talk about the good ones. Um, I just remember as a kid going, like my friend George and I, um, we went to elementary school together. And I remember going back to his grandmother's house, usually at least three or four times a week after school. Mm-hmm. And we'd, be, we'd go home and we'd go back to the house and we'd watch game shows, as well as like the Masters of the Universe, those other things that were on TV, but for some reason, um, we just got hooked on game shows. So as a four, as a like six, seven, eight, nine-year-old, you know, I just love the game shows, and I still do. Yeah, I mean, some kind of fond memories for me was when, whenever you got to stay home sick from school, mm-hmm. that's what was on in the morning, like. You know, before all those, like, you know, sappy soap operas came on in the afternoon, the morning was kind of dominated by game shows. And it was just, I was just a lot of fun, uh, even though really for the most part, a lot of them were basically quiz shows. It was just all the different formats. It was just, it was just so much fun. You know, the colors, the music, um, some were funny, some just had crazy premises. Um, let me just ask you, did you ever appear like in a studio audience or on a game show or even audition for a game show at all i wish i did i wasn't smart enough for the game shows but um you know i take that back uh no i never auditioned i was never in a uh in a in an audience which i wish i always was obviously a lot of these are done in in california yeah um but um i can tell you this I wish I am now. I wish I was now because the game shows that are out now and what's going on later on are really they put stupid people on. The game show is great, but they, but they put stupid people on the show. Um, but you know, with game shows, obviously we're going to talk about a few of them. The ones I picked, yeah, I picked. I didn't pick the my favorite favorite, and I'll tell you why. Because I figured game shows is at least a four or five episode show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so just let everybody know, uh, we each kind of pick three, and I mean, I know for me, these are game shows that I like, but I didn't even put some of like my top picks on here, because, yeah, just like Pete said, we're definitely going to be talking about this a couple other times, you know, as the weeks and months go by, so... You know, we can do, though, we can mm-hmm. talk about one thing. 
wrestlers on game shows. Absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, a lot of these game shows, wrestlers showed up on game shows, athletes, uh, celebrities. Especially the Family Feud. Oh, God, yeah, the Family Feud with wrestling, uh, with, like, WCW stars, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh, my God, yeah, those... you know, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. You know, that that's a separate episode. I was going to say something, but I'm 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 going to save it for when we talk about it. So I got my three. Pete's got his three. Would you like to go first? What do you no, yeah. got for us? Yeah, go oh. first. All right. So this first one. Yeah, be <laughs> Thank you. So this first one that I picked, uh, I remember there's there was a lot of different versions. There was a daytime version. There was a primetime version. I'm going to talk about the primetime version and really. There wasn't really much difference in format or anything. It was pretty much the same game show at night. Um, the reason why I chose the primetime version is because I used to watch it with my parents. And this was the match game PM. Get ready to match the stars. Richard Paul, Brett Summer, Charles Nelson Riley, Joanne Fluke, Bill Daly, and from Flo, Joyce Bulevant. As we play the star-studded Big Money Match Game PM. And now, here's the star of Match Game PM, Gene Rayburn. Um, do you ever watch Match Game? Oh my God, do I watch Match Game? Let me tell you a story really fast about Match Game. Please do. Um, and this is not like my childhood type of story, but you know, I watched Match Game on the Game Show Network. I have the Game Show Network, and then I have Buzzer. If you guys don't have those, check your local listings, see if you can find it. Um, every time I go up to New Jersey to visit my mother-in-law, I, you know, I stay over, and we watch game shows because that's the only thing that we can agree on watching. Besides, she only watching Practical Jokers, um, mm-hmm. so. Every time we watch match game, she like so like just there's a guest star on there. She be like, oh yeah, they're dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, this is great to watch it, you. <laughs> so basically, what match game was is they had a panelist of six celebrities, and I'll use quotes there. But I mean, actually, I remember as a kid. Um, it was always, you know, so like I said, it was it was a panel of six celebrities. There was a top row, there was a bottom row. The top row were usually kind of like the people that were, like, they were on there forever. Um, the first seat was usually inhabited by Nipsey Russell or somebody else. But the next two seat was always Brett Summers and Charles Nelson Riley. And then the bottom row were usually kind of like celebrities of the week. Although Richard Dawson, who hosted, um, who hosted Family Feud, would appear on there a lot. And basically what it was is you had two contestants. Uh, the host was Gene Rayburn, who I kind of liked him and watching some clips of him now. It's like he, he was kind of witty and everything. Um, he was risque for the day, too. Oh, I mean, this show was very risque for the day. I mean, if you, you know, I know people are probably going to go and watch it and be like, this is so tame. But you have to understand in the mid to late 70s, this was like risque stuff that they talked about. And basically what it was is, uh, you know, a contestant, when it was their turn, they had a choice of two cards, A or B. They would pick one. Gene Rayburn would read it. And it was usually like a little story or a limerick or something 
um, that would end in a blank, you know, uh, just kind of like watching a couple of clips before it was like, uh, you'd say like, you know, dumb Donald is so dumb. Uh, he's so concerned about the water shortage that he decided to take a shower with a blank and the celebrities would write down their answer. And then the contestant would guess, you know, they would give their answer and based on how many celebrities they matched, they would get points. Whoever had the most points at the end would go to like the super match where they would choose a celebrity and basically same thing, read another, you know, short story or, or, or limerick or something. And if, and if uh, the contestant matched the celebrity, they would win a big prize. But yeah, there was a lot of double entendre, a lot of like, again, for the mid to late 70s, what was considered risque talk. I mean, I just, I used to crack up watching this show. Oh, God. Well, I guess I still watch it now um, on Buzzer, and usually on game show, it's the, the day version, which it, if you really watch both of them, you're like, oh, there's a little bit of a difference. You can see a little more risque coming out in the night version. Yeah, in Match Game PM, yeah. 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 But then you have Match Game uh, Hollywood Squares Hour, which I know we talked about that as one of the games for one point time. And how they make, did you, have you ever watched, did you ever watch that version? No, I mean, I would watch the Hollywood Squares and I would watch the match game, but I, I had heard that there was that kind of hybrid, you know, match game, Hollywood Squares hour, but I, I never watched it, though. All right, so, good. Something you don't, you never watch it, and I did. Well, it's a first <laughs> for everything. Well, so anyway, so you have match game at night, which is the way that you, you described it, except now it was three slots. You had, you had um... You have three times to guess to get six, to get the celebrities to get a total of six, okay? So the questions okay. were a little bit harder. Um, the celebrities were different, though. You didn't really see Brett Summers anymore. They really did rotate. Mm, okay. So the, so the first half hour was match game, the first part of match game, matching, they, matching mm-hmm. like you're supposed to. Right. The second part of the day was Hollywood Squares, and they'd bring in three more different celebrities. Mm. The difference is, you remember uh, Bowser from uh, Shalana? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, he was the host of Hollywood Squares, and Gene Rayburn would be the uh, would be one of the squares. Ah, uh, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Wow, pretty cool. Yeah, have to watch it. Yeah, buzzer, find it, watch it. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was absolutely, it was, it was a fun game show. Um, I mean, even as a kid, you know, and again, like, if you watch these things now, you're going to think that we're crazy saying that this stuff was scandalous or risque. But again, put it in the time frame of the mid the mid to late 70s, you know. Like, again, it was a lot of double entendre and, and innuendo and whatnot. And, you know, I think one of the reasons I, I liked it as a kid was, well, a couple of reasons. I like Gene Rayburn as a host. He was he was very, very funny. Um, very good, very good. Oh, and he would always interact with the celebrities. The celebrities would always, and I mean, that's the thing is, I see nowadays, you know, they kind of have celebrity game shows like Ellen has a show and, um, oh, God, I can't think of her name. The one that was on Glee, uh, she she kind of hosted a game show for a while and they would get some celebrities on there. And yeah, the celebrities would kind of seem into it. But 
you know, on these game shows in the in the especially in the mid to late seventies and early eighties, it's like they really they really seemed into it. They really made watching the show fun. So seeing them all interact, and I think the other thing I loved about it is like I felt like, ooh, I'm kind of watching something a little risque here, but I'm in on the joke. Like I would get the jokes too, and I always kind of it, it kind of made me feel a little bit grown up, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I listen. I mean, I know that, you know, like you said off the top, was that you watch this with your parents. Yeah. Right? My parents never watched game shows. Um, so, really, really. My mother, well, you know, in, in the summertime, obviously we're home. So I watched game shows, and around whatever it was, 12 o'clock after the price is right or whatever it was, my yeah. mother, like, give me the damn remote. Oh no, at that time, switch the channel, <laughs> turn the dial, um, and put on, um, you know, General Hospital or whatever else it was. So yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching a lot of that too. I could probably do a couple podcasts on that also. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, you know, the, the the match game, I didn't watch a lot of it when I was a kid. I watched more of it now, because um, yeah, I guess. You know, it's funny because I watch, you know, when you watch it on the Game Show Network, they have like 1974, because it started, I guess it started before 74. Gene Rayburn took it over in 74, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then he went all the way to 1983 when Match Game, uh, Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour, like, was there for a season. Mm -hmm. And um, so I pretty much watched a lot of those episodes. Uh, but again, like I said, for me, it's it's a great show because it kind of like it kind of warms me up about the, what life was back then. Yeah, and I mean that's kind of the other thing, you know, going back and watching classic episodes, just seeing the fashion and the hairstyles and some of the prizes and things. It's it's actually a really you get a good laugh out of it, you know, with some of these suits and things that these guys would wear. Oh but, yeah. But it's also like a nice nostalgia trip, too. So I think that's another reason why I still like to watch it. And not to, like, you know, get into social justice or anything, but it was very, like, um, it wasn't racy. I'm trying to think of the word to say it. They, they didn't make fun of it. Does that make sense? Like, they weren't making fun of it. It was kind of like you saw um, collaboration. It I think I know what you're saying. Like, I, I would notice because watching some of these, because two of the game shows on my list were pretty much from the, the mid to late 70s into early 80s. And contestants, it was always very diverse. You know, it yes. wasn't, you know, and a lot of, especially on Match Game, a lot of the puns and jokes and things like that were just neutral. Like, they weren't, you know, poking fun at, you know, a particular group or anything like that. It was, it was, it was, and even like for Match Game, which was like considered sort of like a risque game, it was, in the end, it was all good, clean fun. Yeah, exactly. And it was just, it was fantastic to watch. The one other thing about Match Game that is fantastic is we get to see Betty, Betty White, and she still looks the same. <laughs> she's, yeah, maybe. She's 50 years old in that, or 45, whatever it is. And it's just funny. It's just funny. She looks like she's, I think she's about 40 to 45, maybe a little bit older than that. But I'm oh, like, wow, she's 45, 50? That's my age. <laughs> she looks, yeah, she, looks <laughs> she looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> 
All righty. Well, we talked enough about match games. So, Pete, what's uh, what's your first game show? Okay, so I was going to pivot, but I'm not going to because I know you you done some hard work on the other end. Um, so, my first one is so again, like this, like match game. There's been some different versions of it. Um, password and or super password. Super Password. Our special guest this week, Nancy Lane, and from Night Court, Richard Mall. And the star of Super Password, Bert Cumby. Um, so Password, there's Password, Password Plus, and then there's Super Password. Um, I didn't really watch the Password and um, Password Plus. Uh, but now I do on, obviously, on the Game Show Network, which was usually hosted by Betty White's husband, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, Alan London, that's right. Okay. But, but I watched Super Password, which was like the early, early 80s. Another one of those shows that was on in the afternoon when I come back from uh, from elementary school, and it was hosted by Brett Collin. Convin, Convin, who says his name? Yeah, Bert Convy, I think it was. Convy, Bert Convy, right? Mm-hmm. He died. He died in a car, uh, air, uh, a plane crash back in 2006, which is very sad. Uh, no, that's not lying to you. That's the other guy. Um, he did die though. <laughs> I get my facts straight here as we talk on through the news on. Well, the, pur- the purpose of password was um, the super password. Anyway, you had a puzzle. It was, you had to guess what this answer was. So if it's Superman, let's say Superman's the answer. Mm-hmm. You have five quest, five passwords that you have to guess to figure out what Superman was. And usually you'd have, um, you know, it'd be two, usually someone from the evening time uh, sitcoms are on, like you've seen a lot of the girls from Facts of Life, mm-hmm. um, you know, Bob Newhart. All those type of people. And basically the show was, okay, the first one is tights. And they have to guess. They have five chances to guess what. The, okay, tights, it's more of tights. Hosiery, you know, and then whoever got all the clues right can guess what the what the uh, big puzzle was. Mm, okay. So, uh, did you ever watch Super Password? I remember, I do remember watching it a little bit, and yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. I mean, one of the things that I I kind of didn't like is is you know they would give like us the audience and the studio audience like we would know the answer already. So yeah. I would I, I kind of wished like you know like match game I could kind of play along where you know I could fill in that blank and see if I match the celebrities and you know. I mean, but still it was a very, very fun show because I think whoever was giving the password, it was, it wasn't like they knew, okay, like, like you said, like the, the answer was Superman, but it wasn't like they were given the clues to try to get the person to guess. Like they had to come up with it themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So sometimes it was actually kind of funny because like, like the celebrity or, or, you know, the contestant would give like a really lame, like clue and it's almost like what really like you wasted your turn on that <laughs> yeah, you know what it is i think what i liked about it it's it's kind of simplistic it's not 
mm-hmm. no rocket science. I actually have the board game here that the family plays um, every once in a while. Um, but Bert Convy was a really great, great host. You know, mm-hmm. he, and not to go off on a tangent, but I am, he did another show that was, um, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was basically Pictionary, right? And uh, he just, like, he always had that whimsical feeling. He was kind of like Ray Bowen. He didn't know the answers during the game. He would guess himself, you know, oh, I think I know the answer to this. And I just thought that he, um, he really did a great job, like, making the show flow. And it was kind of like one of those games, like match game, where if you watch a lot of these shows like uh, Price is Right, Jeopardy, and we'll get into those on another show at some point, but um, mm-hmm. they didn't always conclude at the end of the episode. Yes, that's very true. Yeah, like a lot of times a buzzer would go off and it's you'd have to tune in tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm kind of like, I, it was called uh, Windows or Draw. That's what it's called. Um, oh, right. That's right. He did host that. Yes. Yeah, that's a great show, too. Um, I thought that, you know, that's one of the first ones I remember that's kind of like, um, I just opened, does that sound like, like you felt like you were in the living room with them playing the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Trying to, again, trying to guess. Because I think on that one, they wouldn't they wouldn't give you like what the answer was and and just like the the teammates you know you had to guess based on however great or poor the art was yeah yeah so and uh that the reason why i kind of picked super password too was one of those um games so i told you my friend george and i would watch all these game shows and that's kind Mm -hmm. of one of our links him and i that we've known each other for 41 years um but he used to make before the board game would come out. Like they, you know, he had versions of it, but instead mm-hmm. of buying it, he would make them. Like he would uh, write out questions. He had the family feud. We had um, oh wow, Wheel of Fortune. We had Password, and you know we'd have to we play that game. So Super Password kind of reminds me of him and his his grandmother because we'd watch that a lot there so it's probably one of the reasons why I watch it and it's on buzzer at like 8 o'clock at night on Saturdays so I make sure I'm upstairs in my office watching that show it's one of the few that are actually on that I, would, that I say okay I have to watch this episode yeah I mean and it's definitely you know like you said it's a pretty simple premise but I think the fact that you know, the way the game would play out. And especially, you know, I remember with a lot of these uh, game shows that we're going to talk about and talk about it in the future, there were always home versions. And that, and I, even as a joke, I remember sometimes, like, uh, you know, the runners-up or, or you know, the, the person who didn't even make it past the first round, like, that would always be, you know, and you get a home version of Super Password. <laughs> you know? yeah. But so, I mean, if you think about them, these are really, like, party games. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's funny, you know, talking about Windows and Draw Tangent, you know, Bert Convy and Bert Reynolds produced this show, that show. Really? Yeah, they had their own production company called Bert and Bert Productions. Oh, very interesting. And he, and he was on that show a lot. I remember Bert being on there a lot, both Berts. <laughs> <laughs> both Berts. I will, I will say Bert Convy had one of the best perms on TV. What's that? 
Per- no, he had one of the best perms. Like his. Oh, hair, oh, like- oh yeah, perm. I'm sorry. Like, fuck. Yeah, a permanent hashtag permanent. Um, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, he he's one of my favorite hosts. I think going to the future, Jay and I will probably end up doing a show on just the game show hosts because there is a lot of them, and they all have some type of personality. Some good, some great, and some. Why does he have a show? Or she, why does he or she have a show? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm super password was my is one of my. That's actually one of my favorites. I will I will say that. Yeah, and and, and I think like you said, it, it was it was um, you know, the premise was very very simple, but it was definitely it was it was fun to watch just to see, especially like if a contestant gave a very poor clue, and even even it's like um. If a contestant gave a poor clue to a celebrity and watching the celebrity's reaction, vice versa, I mean that's kind of what the fun of the show was. But then oh, absolutely. playing like a home version of it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so my What's next pick. All right, so my next pick. Speaking of hosts, I think this is one of the reasons why. I'm I picked this speaking of hosts, I'm like, let me talk about hosts. Family show, family show. So this game started out as the ten thousand dollar pyramid, and by the time I got around to watching it, it was up to twenty five thousand. From Television City in Hollywood, this is the new twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Today's special guests are Vicki Lawrence and from Hotel Nathan Cook. Your host is Dick Clark. And from what I understand, I think it's up to about a hundred thousand dollars now. So oh, it was, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, that's <laughs> fine. So uh, twenty-five thousand dollar pyramid hosted by, uh, and I used to watch this grant this uh, show with my grandmother, and she would always say, "What a hunk, Dick Clark." <laughs> oh my God, I can't say before you start talking about this. I had this. This is one. This is probably my favorite game show, just for the record. Um, you think they're good? <laughs> <laughs> well, this—I mean, this was—I mean, this one was a lot of fun and similar. If you think about it, it, it was almost similar to Password, Super Password, and all that. And the basic premise was there were all these different categories that kind of had, you know, generic names like. Um, it could say, like, uh, "You're all washed up," and if if you chose that topic, then Dick Clark would tell you, like, "Okay." All the category, you know, all the all the answers in this category have to do with, um, you know, cleaning up or, you know, the water or something like that. And then basically, um, you know, there was a contestant paired up with a celebrity. And again, they were usually daytime or primetime TV stars. Um, I remember Tony Randall used to be on it a lot. Um, Vicky Ross. Yeah, Jamie Farr, who was uh, he played Klinger on Mash. Uh, did you know that? Did you know Lucille Ball was on that show? That's one of the last shows that she was on. Really? She yes. was a she was a slow, that that must have been a blast. That yeah. must have been a blast to see. She was on. She was also um, and she was also on uh, Super Password. But yes, she was on uh, on that show. Classic. Oh, that must- Sorry. I mean, I mean, classic comedian. I mean that that must have been those must have been some great episodes. But basically, there were seven answers in the category, and, you know, one person would try to get the other, you know, either the contestant or the celebrity would try to get their partner to guess, you know, what each answer was. 
basically by giving them clues. And, you know, the only thing is, is they couldn't say the word. So, you know, if it was like, if, if the answer was like lasso, they couldn't say, you know, a cowboy uses this to lasso, you know, like you just couldn't use the word, but they could, uh, they could basically say just about anything else. They could do hand gestures, which sometimes was fun too. When, um, you know, they wouldn't even say anything. Like if it was like stabbed, they would like pretend they were getting stabbed. And, Basically, uh, you know, whoever had the most points at the end of, I think, I think it was usually three rounds, uh, yeah, went on. Rounds. Yeah, they would go on to play um, kind of like a super pyramid round, which was they actually had to guess the category. So uh, I think, you know, they would choose, you know, who's who's going to guess, who's going to give the clues. And then they had 60 seconds to guess all seven categories to win depending on, you know, which version you watch, $10,000, dollars um, And it was just a blast because I think what was great was when they would get to that final round is, you know, if if the contestant won, the celebrity would, would be thrilled for them. Like, they would... I remember watching one where um, Ruth Buzzy, who was on Laugh-In, like, she was, she was flipping out more than the contestant who just won $20,000. Yeah, that... I know that show is great. I love the show because, one, I mean, you know, when it's $25,000 pyramid, I think it was the same amount, but they changed it. They just, because you still could win a certain amount of money, but, you know, if you win there the first time, you could win 10000 If you get there the second time, you could win up to $25,000. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get the one thing that was different, so that's the good thing about that show was, the rules changed as you went to different places. So the first round, like the first two rounds, you could use your hands, you can do this, you can do that, but when you get to the bonus round, whatever it's called. Um, the final round, yeah. The final round, they could only do lists, they couldn't do opposites. So there was a lot of like um, cool aspects to the game. Yeah, I think, I think you know, when it first started... Uh, when they would get to that final round, you know, it was still the same rules. They could say anything. They could do hand gestures. But when, I mean, by the time I got around to watching it, it was like, exactly. It was like a category would come up. Like, let's say it was superheroes. They would have to say Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. You know, they can't say like, oh, you know, super powered people. This or like they had to give a list and they couldn't do any gestures at all, which you know, and, and that's the thing is the categories as you went up the pyramid would get harder and harder. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I mean, Dick Clark, not for nothing. I mean, I used to like Dick Clark. He was a great host. I remembered him from Amer- uh, American Bandstand. Um, he was kind of like, you know, compared to some of these other game show hosts, he was younger. Uh, so he was always kind of like like a little hipper, a little cooler than some of the others. Like he yeah. would wear... He would wear some flashy suits. He would wear, like, a pink suit. He would wear a purple suit. Like, he was kind of like, you know, like, like I said, my grandmother thought he was a hunk. So, there you go. Well, as I said, he was always known as the, the oldest living teenager. Um, so, not, not for any reason. I mean, the guy was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He was... I can't even say the cast. Charismatic. <laughs> there you go. I, listen, that's why you're on the show, <laughs> and I just do this as a backup. Um, you know, he was, he said that. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> it's going to make me laugh now. Um, but he was hip, right? He mm-hmm. he was funny. Uh, very you know, funny. Very funny. And, you know, he did, 
that's the only King show I think that he did, right? Because he did do uh, bloopers and Practical Jokes, which is a great show on its own. Yeah, um, a big fan, yeah. Yeah, but uh, that show, I mean, he, he a lot of the times you, you you tuned in for, like, the celebrity. I think with that show, you tuned in, you tuned in for Dick Clark. Um yeah, and I and I think a lot of the game shows that we talk about have very memorable hosts, and you know we have great memories. But I think, yeah, I think he was the big draw for for you know ten, twenty, twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. It was Dick Clark. Yeah. yeah, I think you know him, and you know again we'll talk about the show. I'm saying, um, but I, what I did like about um, what I don't like about twenty five thousand dollar pyramid is mm-hmm. the new version of it. Or the new, whatever it was, the newer version, there's two new versions of it. So they put out a show called Pyramid, which was like mm-hmm. 2013-14, and you could see the difference in A, the celebrity, and B, the contestant. They're both morons on the show. <laughs> morons. And it doesn't seem like it's as serious. Like, listen, it wasn't, you know, um, you know, eye surgery or heart surgery but you can tell the contestant and the, uh, the celebrity really gave a crap uh, and they really tried this it was more like a, a show a comedian show on the new episode the new one and I think even the newest one they did on prime time it's they take away the essence of the show where you know like I don't watch a lot of the game shows now um there's very few that I really like, but and it just they destroyed what Dick Clark did. That's my own opinion, but um, yeah, and I mean I think that's kind of the charm with a lot of these game shows. Is I mean I got a feeling that the people that were on these game shows were. I mean it's a thrill to be on TV. It's a thrill to be on a game show, but I, I would get a feeling that a lot of them really wanted like the prizes and the money and you know it was it actually could kind of make a bit of a difference in their life so yeah it really just seemed like the stakes were higher and the contestants and the celebrities like i said watch episodes you know on you know uh game show network buzzer even youtube just watch some you know 20 dollar pyramid and i mean i mean you'll see Everybody's into it, from Dick Clark to the whatever celebrities to the contestants. I mean, they they take it pretty serious. Oh yeah, you know, I'll tell you one of the see, I watched a lot of like I said, I watched a lot of these episodes. One of the most serious uh, celebrities I've watched on there was um, Tackleberry from uh, from Police Academy. Okay. Oh my God, he would get mad if they didn't, they didn't get him all. Like if he was the one that was guessing, he'd be uh-huh. pissed. Uh, <laughs> he'd be pissed. And uh, another, you know, you have to go back and watch because the celebrities on these shows are fantastic. Uh, one of the others I've watched, Levar Burton, before he became, uh, before he was Jordy, he was doing the the uh, Reading Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Um, just some of these these actors you you go back and like oh my god look at them and look at oh I remember he was on that show you know it's it, it is fun to watch a lot of these game shows but you know I just remember a few of the ones on Pyramid as being really care, caring to be on the show yeah absolutely absolutely they really did alrighty so 
what is your number two pick for game shows today? Uh, my number two pick is Concentration. Behind these numbers is a puzzle. Can you solve it? Bar plus bra. Barbara. Walt plus tears. Walter. Barbara Walters. If you can do that, you have a chance to win one of these eight fabulous cards as we play Classic Concentration. And here's the host of Concentration, Alex Trebek. Uh, no, concentrate, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the classic concentration version. So classic concentration is, a, is a basically the, what you think it is. It's the memory game. We had the screen had uh, 30 blocks, and you had to pick a number and flip it over and try to match the prizes. And if you match all the prizes and you guess the puzzle, the puzzle right, um, you would win those prizes. So, like some, you know, it'd be a, a, an arrow pointing to a nose, you know, a donkey's butt, it'd be like, you know, whatever it is. And it pulls out, and it's sentences. So, like, it's, you know, I've seen like Leonard Nimoy or Kirk, Kirk Captain Kirk. There's a whole bunch of those. Um, but the important part of this, sh- this show, especially classic concentration mm-hmm. was the on the scene of Alex Trebek he he, he was he became the host I want to say oh god when was it 86 wow I um, didn't know that okay. yeah he did this before he did Jeopardy mm-hmm. um, he, he this show um, so he came on and he, he was a different Alex Trebek. He was a smart ass. He wore like, like it was the 80s. So uh-huh. imagine, um, imagine watching all those 80s sitcoms with the sweaters. And he had the, speaking of permanent, he had a permanent, hashtag permanent. Um, and the mustache, he looked like he was uh, just coming out of a, a porn uh, episode <laughs> and he was such an ass and I loved it it was so great um, you know because he he just like kind of like on Jeopardy like if someone did the puzzle and or they didn't get the matches right he'd be like what's wrong with you he'd be doing stuff like that and saying how could you not get that puzzle right and just stuff like that that's what made the, the game show great was Alex Trebek. And it, it was, you know, the, the concept of it, you know, concentration, guessing, and then uh, the puzzles. And then what you would do, if you won the, the two rounds, you go in and you have, it'd be a memory box again of winning cars. So you'd have to match the cars. And if you match the cars, the last car would be, would be the one that you won. So they had like a cult... They had the Yugo. They had oh, uh, oh my God! They had the uh, the old Toyota Corolla. I mean, these cars were like oh my God! And you know, they had like the Jeep. Everyone wanted to win a Jeep, and they had like a Mustang. But no matter what, those were never ones that was like the the, uh, the one extra one. It was always like the Colt or the the Dodge Neon. It wasn't even the Dodge. It was the Dart, I think, at the time. The Dodge Dart. Oh God! Yeah. So. 
it, it really dates itself if you watch it. I'm like a lot of these do. But the thing that was great about this show, watching it now, is the, is the prizes. Like, the way people would be happy about getting a grandfather clock or um, 20 shares of Walmart. I mean, it was just like, some of the prizes were like, Huh? <laughs> like a year, oh, a year supply of rice of riceroni. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Well, like the the one that I was caught me is like the one of the bigger prices besides vacations, a VHS recorder that was worth three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, oh God! But but you know, depended on the time. I mean, some people could have won like a Betamax, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I, the show is not. You know, there's no celebrities. It's two normal people. Watch the audience. They have the the very good looking model who is up with the cars. She does nothing else but like wave her hand at the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after the pu- after the guy guesses the puzzle, Alex comes up and says and shows the stupid people that know how don't know how they got the puzzle on TV. And, like if you're mm-hmm. watching it at all. For you at home who don't know what the puzzle is or can't figure it out, he points it out to you. So he's basically saying, you people are stupid. <laughs> that is definitely, that's definitely not Jeopardy, Alex Trebek. <laughs> I, I love it. It's, it's awesome. Uh, it, you, know, cause, you know, if you watched, you know, God Rest His Soul, died recently. Um, if you watched him early on Je- uh, later on Jeopardy, he became a little bit more loose. Like he'd be like, because I remember watching one where it was about, it was a sports category, it was a football category, and uh, none of them can get any of the questions right. T from Dallas, no one had no clue. He's like, I can tell you guys are sports fans, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. And he would do this on this show, and uh, it just that and the outfits and the prizes made this show so memorable. Yeah, I mean, and that's something else that you bring up is the prizes is, you know, the first couple of game shows that we talked about weren't really, you know, uh, Pyramid was, it was money. Um, But yeah, like some of these old game shows, some of the prizes that you could win were either some really great stuff or, you know... Yeah, like again, like you know, a, a year supply of rice or um, <laughs> Yeah, I just love know, that just wacky stuff. <laughs> and, you know, and this is one of the shows they haven't really like. So you know, Match Game they've redone with yeah. Alex with um, Alec Baldwin, which is horrific. Oh, Alex, terrible. Alec Baldwin's okay. The celebrities look like they don't want to be there, right? They make it. They make it very. It's very. You know. I, listen. I'm a. I like the sex jokes and all that stuff like that. They make it very racy, and mm-hmm. I mean in a sex way, not in a social justice kind of way. Um, it's kind of like the celebrities are in there for their own well-being, not for anything else. It seems. Um, yeah. It's same. It's, it's rushed. Um, Hollywood Squares. We can talk about Hollywood Squares. I did for a little bit. Um, yeah. What's the other show you said? Well, I mean, well, the pyramid. And, oh, pyramid. So the pyramid. Is, yeah. yeah, the pyramid. They do it. It's it's not as good. And then you know, but concentration never really. It, it, this was the new version of it. I mean, it was 1986, 87, 88. Um, mm-hmm. 
So it's one of those I don't know if I guess you could redo it. I just don't like that. Like I said, none of these shows that they've redone are great. Yeah, and I think a big part of that, like you said, is it's. I mean, the host. I mean, if you kind of have a weak host, okay, maybe. But if your celebrities are not into it, if they're there, and, and not for nothing. Uh, I remember on Match Game, like I said, the bottom row, they would constantly, every week, they would kind of rotate celebrities, and they would plug stuff, you know, uh, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I'm in, I'm in the movie of the week, which is something we don't see anymore, but, like, I'm in the movie of the week on, you know, NBC, or, oh, there's a new, se- like, Suzanne Summers, there's a new season of Three's Company coming on. They would promote stuff, but then they would just, they would interact with the, with the contestants, they would interact with the host, they would have fun. And yeah, I watch some of it now, and it's really it's it's like I almost like look at these celebrities like like they're sitting there thinking like you know man I hope I hope that check clears you know <laughs> exactly right um, so yeah I mean we're gonna talk a lot about game shows over the next couple months but um, that that's definitely the hosts are kind of important to it. Yeah, they are. Um, with concentration, I remember there was a home version because a friend of mine had it. And I mean, if you look at it, really, it was just the basic memory game. You know, the right. play, you could play it with a deck of cards if you wanted. Um, but it was fun because, like, again, it, it would have that puzzle underneath it. Like they kind of simulated uh, the game board. And as you removed, you know, if you got the right matches, it would reveal more and more of the puzzle. It was it was pretty fun. So yeah, yeah and it was a great, and that's one thing about you know a couple of these games. It's good that it's games that you can play at home. And Cosmos Regions is another one of those games that George basically we used uh, playing cards and we you know ripped up uh, little pieces of paper for prizes. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, another great game, another great game. So, what do you got next? All right, so my third and final one. This one is a little bit later than some of the shows that we talked about. It actually debuted in 1987. It ran from 87 to 1990, and it was on MTV. It was actually MTV's first non-musical show and their first game show, and it was Remote Control. Kenny wasn't like the other kids. Remote Control. TV mattered. Nothing else did. Said yes, but he said no. Now he's got his own game show. And now it's his basement, it's his rules, it's his game show. The Quizmaster 72 whooping cop lane, Kenny Ober. Oh, God, I used to love this show. Um, and I think the reason that I loved it is is the premise of it was the host, Ken Ober, you know, they kind of do in the intro is that he grew up with TV, he loved game shows, and, you know, he's basically in his mom's basement putting on a game show. And it really, you know, even though it was updated and the questions and the premise were a little bit geared more towards, like, again, I was, like, in high school heading into college, it was geared towards us it still had that feel of like an old time game show. Um, Ken, you know, kind of played the host that way. Like he, he, he played like a, like a Bob Eubanks type of host. Um, and it was just irreverent. It was funny. Anything could happen on it. It was almost kind of like if you mixed the gong show and a game show, like a quiz show together, you had remote control. 
Um, so basically three contestants, they're usually college students. They would come out. Um, they would be in Barco loungers and there was a giant TV and they would pick a channel. The channel would have a category, different types of trivia. Um, but some of the categories would be interactive. Uh, there would, there would be one that was called like international playhouse where, uh, Colin Quinn, uh, you know, from Saturday night live, but this is where I knew him from. And it's like, you know, if you're not big on Colin Quinn, watch these early seasons of remote control because he was totally irreverent and just like this, this is when he was funny. This is where I knew him from. Oh, this, I mean, this is what I knew him from. This is what I knew Colin Quinn from. Um, there was, you know, in four seasons, they had three different hostesses. Um, the first season was a woman by the name of Marisol. Mm -hmm. Kari Wurr was in the next two, and um, Alicia Coppola was, uh, I think she was the third and final hostess. But, like, you know, for uh, international theater, they would act out, um, like, like a scripted scene from, like, uh, a, a, a classic TV show, uh, but it would be translated into, like, French or German or Spanish, and they would do, like, really bad accents, and you had to try to guess what show they were talking about. Uh, there was one called Beat the Bishop where this guy came in dressed up as a bishop and Ken would give you this very complicated math problem that you had to solve before the bishop ran through the studio audience collecting flags and coming through the finish line. <laughs> um, you know, and it was just, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, he would interact with Colin. He would interact with either, you know, Marisol or, or Kari, whoever it was. Uh, there was this guy named Steve who was kind of like the Paul Schaefer. He would play different music and things. And like I said, while it had that kind of old school game show premise, it was kind of, you know, ramped up again. It's like I'm high school heading into college. I think it was perfect. Did you did you ever watch Remote Control? I did watch Remote Control. Um, I don't remember as much as you do. With it. Um, I do remember um, I used to watch it because I, you know, I didn't really watch a lot of I, my uncles made me watch MTV and stuff like that because mm -hmm. they, they had the they had the dial on their little box with the wire you know the box attached with the wire attached oh, to yeah, the TV yeah 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 the buttons uh, so they always had it if they weren't beating me with it but um <laughs> didn't they on the show like after like after the first round or second round did we either get slimed or the chair would throw them off or or something. Yeah, whoever uh, had the lowest score got sucked through the wall. Like, uh, so that's, that's why they would right. be. That's right. Yeah, they would be in a Barco lounger with a seatbelt. Um, this show, there, there would be a category. It was, I think, it was called like celebrity gossip or something. And this guy would come out playing the character of Stick Pin Quinn, who was supposed to be Colin's brother. And for two seasons, it was Dennis Leary. And then in like the last two seasons, it was actually Adam Sandler. So that was my introduction to Adam Sandler. That was my introduction to uh, Dennis Leary. Um, like I said, Kari Wurr, who, you know, she was in a lot of B-movies and stuff. But this is where I saw her and, you know, fell in love. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it was like, you know, it was around that time when I was like, well, they actually shoot this in New York. Like, I would really want to get on this game show. Um, never had the, I never had the nerve to to apply for it, though. I, so, I mean, I remember that game. See, I remember it as being... The one good thing I do remember about this show, uh, there's a bunch of... Yeah, I, I think back now, I'm like, oh, yeah, Dennis Lee was on that, and Adam Sandler was on that, and you go back and probably watch, and you're like, holy cow, look at these guys. Um, 
is that it wasn't a typical game show. I think that's what was good about it. It was tuned towards the... Um, it was like a teen one. It was... Which you didn't really see that often. I don't think there was many at all, to be perfectly honest with you, right? Remote Control probably set the standard. Yeah, I mean, you would have, you know, your game shows, which were for adults, and then there would usually be, like, kid versions that they sometimes would have, you know, for kids to play. But this one, like I said, it was geared for, like, high school, college age, you know, kids. And, you know, like, it really struck a good balance of irreverent and classic game show. I think I think that's why it has such a big appeal. Now, what was the, um, they won money on that, right? Or they win prizes? I believe they won prizes because, um, okay, so anyway, you know, it would start with three contestants uh, at the end, uh, like they would kind of get down to like a lightning round. So whoever had the lowest score was sucked through the wall. The last two contestants would do a lightning round. It was like 30 seconds. Whoever answers the most, que- like each question you answered, you got points. Whoever had the most points at the end went to the final round where they would actually strap you to a bed and they had nine TVs around you, and it would spin you around, and they would play music videos, and you had to, I think it was like nine different music videos, and they would play them one at a time, and you had to like name the artist, and if you got all nine, you would win a prize. I'd be horrible at that. I don't know music very well, especially <laughs> music videos. I mean, I only remember certain ones, but yeah, I do remember them now. And that, that is, you picked up one that's very um, out there. When it comes to the game shows, um, it's one. It's, it's not. For, I wouldn't say it's forgettable. It's more of a. Um, what's the word you use? Uh, what's the word I mean, you use? I mean, I think it was good for its time, but unlike some of these other shows that they remade, and again, we admit they remade poorly, and nobody was really into it. I don't know if you could really kind of redo a show like Remote Control. It was it was kind of like a, a, a niche kind of game show. You know, you either liked it or you were just like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's kind of like, and I know we're kind of, I'm going to pick a different one. Not picking a different one, but um, Remote Control is in the same, same time frame as Double Dare, right? Yeah, where Double Dare was geared more towards, you know, younger kids. But yeah, absolutely. That was a show. I love Double Dare. Um, that was a fun show. That was a great show. Uh, and that dude makes a lot of money because uh, he's, <laughs> he's heavily in charge of... He's like one of the top guys in Food Network, by the way. Um, I forgot his name now. I think it was Mark Mark Summers, I think was his Mark name. Mark Summers, yes. Yeah. Yes. Big Food Network guy. Um, anyway, so yeah, whatever happened to uh, Obert? Because he was... Wasn't he a... Um, was he a VJ at one time? He might have been, and then he might have uh, hosted, like, different game shows that, again, they tried to gear it towards, like, a younger audience. I remember seeing him do some of those, and, yeah, not not really too much after that, though. But in its short run, I mean, I used to, I used to watch it every night, uh, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was a good show. I, mean, I didn't watch a lot of it, um, but I do remember it. Now, I, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know when the computer used to play You Don't Know Jack? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I kind of like put those two kind of being similar. Yeah, definitely very similar. I definitely think it, it, it kind of inspired almost like a new wave of game shows where they said like, 
you know, we could still kind of do quiz shows or puzzle shows, but we could, you know, be a little more irreverent, a little more kind of loose and free with it. So I, I definitely think, you know, while a lot of people maybe don't remember it, it, I think it definitely kind of almost triggered like a second wave of game shows. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I remember I had to go back on YouTube and watch a few because I didn't remember watching it. I do like I did like it. Um, they didn't have any other game shows, did they? Besides um, those ones that they get knocked out of the house or anything? Uh, there was like the Road Rules, which was kind of like a game show, like a reality type game show. And then they would do like some kind of contest between the Road Rules people and the real, um, the real world um, people who were the ones that lived in the house. But that wasn't really a game show. That was just like a reality show. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, they might have had some other game shows. I can't really remember. I mean, this is this is the one that I pretty much remember. Because Colin, Colin Quinn, did he go in there uh, do a game show somewhere? He might, he might have. I mean, he. I remember him from that, and then I, I, I would see him pop up in a couple of movies, and then next thing I knew, he was on Saturday Night Live, but he was kind of, like, really toned down. It's like... This was like, okay, so it was 87 when it's debuted. I mean, he was smoking on TV, which was like, I was like, wow, I don't think you'd still do that back then. That's cool. <laughs> He's a smoker. Oh, he was just, he was just such a, he was just such a smart ass, though. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, my God. Whatever. Whenever, whenever, I think it was like Celebrity Gossip or something, you know, I always used to love it because, you know, here comes Dennis Leary, and the two of them, they would always get into a fight, you know, they would just always get into a fight, and it was just, yeah, you didn't see that, you didn't see people get into a fight on $20,000 Pyramid. <laughs> no, you didn't, <laughs> if they did, it was like, just joking around. Um, so. All right, so... Uh, you, you are you are bringing us home here. What is your third and final game show? Okay. Uh, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Pressing, here she goes. Get Stop it, oh, whammy. Today, these three players are after high stakes, but they'll have to avoid the whammy as they play the most exciting game of their lives. From Television City in Hollywood, it's time to press your luck. Uh, press your luck. You want to press your luck? Okay, so press your luck was with Peter... Um, Peter... Tom, Tom, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Tom, Tom Markins, Peter Tork, that's right. He's the one that died in the plane crash. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this show started in 1983 and went to 1987. And then they did a, they're doing a remake now with Elizabeth Banks, which is horrendous. Um, and they did something in the middle called Whammy, um, which was really neat. It was kind of like um, remote control. It was kind of that same setup. It was more, you know, open and everything. But the, the press of luck that I liked was another one of those shows. I watched when I was 
either home in the summertime or um, after school at George's house. Mm-hmm. And um, Pete's Markin was a great host, very straight, but he was he had his moments of being funny. So the purpose of the show was um, you had a bored and funny. There was three contestants, no celebrities, um, and they would he would ask questions. You'd have to earn spins. So there'd be six questions or five questions, and if you answered the question, if you first the buzz in, you got the question right, you get three spins, and then if the other two people had the same answer as you, they each get one. So they do that for a first round. So this is one of the first one of the first um, cases I remember watching where the change, the stage changed. Um, I'm pretty sure it did in prices, right? But like, so the first half of the show, you'd answer the questions, and then they'd spin around, and you come to this ultimately a big screen TV, and had all crazy prizes and dollar amounts. So again, it's another prize show. So you know, a trip to to San Francisco, or, you know, you're supplier rice running, but you could also win, you could also win money. But also on the also that was on the uh, boxes was whammies. Whammies, um, yes. Little, little red men. I, you know, I guess they were trying to towards the devil. I don't know. Um, but needless to say, <laughs> you you go up there. You be okay. Your first person goes, and you have six spins. You, okay, I'm going to spin. The, the screen will move, and then you would hit the button, the red button, and we say stop. And you'd be like, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. And whatever came up is what you won. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a whammy, you lose all the money. And you gain a whammy on your board, and you only got four whammies in every other game. So they did this for two rounds. Um, there was no bonus round. Whoever had the most money at the end won. So that that show was very, so very right to the point, very rigged. I could probably tell you that. Um, it's also one of the shows I know that had a big contra- controversy on it. Yes, and it, it did. Yeah, and they did a, I guess it was, um, was it a Netflix or a, maybe it was just like a direct-to-TV type of um, a show where uh, a contestant, and I have his name here because I, I purposely pulled it out because I thought it was important, Mike Larson, he was on the show, he went 26 episodes straight, never whammied. Right, right, I remember that. Because he, and his, what he did was, I remember his parent, his, his wife and his wife and daughter were on the, on this, this documentary, and they were mm-hmm. saying that he, he was basically recording each show and stop motioning every, every time the board would move, so he would time it out. Um, yeah. So ultimately, he had so like one of the shows. He actually had forty-five consecutive spins without hitting a without hitting a whammy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. That's you know he won a hundred thousand um, dollars, which nowadays it's like you know three or four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But, it also, yeah. but ultimately, it came down to that. Um, I think he had to get the money back. Did he? Because I because I remember. Because basically, you know, there was a big controversy. Like, did he cheat? And and I thought they had determined that he didn't really rig anything. He was just able to, like, he knew the pattern of the of the when the lights would jump around the screen, so he would know when it got to 
after like three passes or something, as soon as it went to like a certain corner, he knew that's when he had to hit it because it would then jump to a prize. And they kind of said, well, he figured out the pattern and it's kind of a skill thing. So I, I kind of thought that they were okay with it, but I wasn't really sure. Right, yeah, so I mean, the the program was called uh, Big Bucks, the Press Your Luck Scandal. Uh, it was actually, I can't believe it was from 2003. I feel like it was like uh, yesterday. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he uh, he basically, in the last episode, he, he passed all his spins because he lost concentration on the board and he ended up losing. Um, but ultimately, he was off for 26 episodes, uh, and he, like I said, mailed that 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 amount of money, and that's kind of like the the claim to fame for pressure work. I don't think it was really really mainstream. Now they've, like I said, they've done it two times now. They've recreated right. the show. Um, I you know what I liked about it was I liked the whammies. I, you know, the randomism of the of the, the board. Um, it was another one of those games where we made up. We George again made up forty or fifty like different pieces of paper with the entire board on it. It was fantastic. But um, <laughs> I just like the way the game moved. I like the questions. It came. It gave you two aspects, two different things for the game. So you're you're not only answering questions. Now you're spinning on a board. You know yeah. that was I really liked that, about the game. And I remember. <coughs> excuse me. And something you had said, too, because I remembered that, yeah, you had that ability, like, you could pass spins. So if you had built up enough money and prizes and you could then say, like, wow, I have two spins left, let me give them to my opponent, hoping that they would hit whammies and kind of, like, it was like a risk almost. Like, do I keep going and maybe I'll get whammied or do I play it safe and see if, you know, I give more spins to my opponent it's more chances for them to hit the whammy. So th- there was also that element you added in. Yeah. I, I, I just, one of the things I really did like on the show, and again, it's on buzzer, so I, game show doesn't have it, but I make an effort to try to watch it when it's on. I mean, I don't have a job, so obviously uh, that's all I do is watch TV and game shows now. Um, but it, again, it's one of those games that brings me back to when I was a kid. And I liked it. Um, I think that's why I probably watch all. These, like I said, that's why I watch all these game shows. It's like kind of when I watch the Dukes of Hazard. It brings me to a different place. You know, it kind of brings me back to. It takes me away from all this crazy crap that's going on now. You know, um, and Pressure Lock definitely hits that button. No pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> but, I, but I think no. But I think you're absolutely right. I think you know all all the shows that we talked about. It was you know for better or worse. I mean, it was they were all good, clean fun. Uh, just about all of them you could play in your house. You know, there were home versions, or you could even a game like Concentration. You you have a deck of cards, you can play Concentration. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was it was they were just a lot of fun. And, you know, and while, okay, Match Game PM was kind of a risque show, you know, it was, it was, they didn't have to go there, you know, they didn't have to be overt or over the top or do wacky and crazy, even like remote control for as as wacky and crazy as it got, it was still just like all in good fun, like you got a good laugh out of it. 
And yeah, you know, you could forget about you could forget about your day and 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 just and just enjoy it. Well, you know, one of the things that I liked about well, that I like about Match Game was um, the interaction between the host and the and the celebrities. I mean, you saw and the customer the and the the contestants to them because if they won, they're giving hugs, they're giving kisses. You know, you know, Gene Rayburn would like you know make fun of Carmel, you know. Uh, dumb brains or something like that. He kind of, mm-hmm. some one of those crazy terms back then. And it was kind of like, I take match game and I remind, it reminds me of Batman 66. I hate to say it like that, but it, it's kind <laughs> of that, that same stupid-ass humor. But it was funny, you know, and Nipsey Russell would be, he'd be hilarious too. And he was always, you know, making, not, not even fun of himself as being black, but he'd be like, Sci-tap, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he'd be making fun of the making of fun of. How's that sound? Like he, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm... so Sci-tap, not Sci-tower. Why can't I speak today? This is like really bad. Um, so like him and you know, because we knew Nelson, uh, Charles Nelson Riley, who was homosexual, which <laughs> back in the seventies, yes, it was. We it was always there, whatever, but no one really talked about it. And he kind of he wasn't open, but he was open. So uh, you know they they yes. they talked about that stuff, and it was like okay, you know, it was clean fun. It was no bullying because he's gay or whatever else it may be. Right, right. You know, everybody respected each other. Yeah, it, it was exactly, and you know, same thing too. Like you would see contestants, you would see you know a diverse range of contestants. You know, men, women, you know, just everybody there. And and again, it was all everybody was there to have a good time. Everybody was there. The contestants were there to win prizes. The celebrities really did want them to win, and and I think that's really you know why when they do these reboots and everything, I think you know you you kind of nailed it. The celebrities couldn't care less. You know, the contestants win or lose. They don't care. They're getting their FaceTime. They're, you know, promoting whatever and getting a paycheck. But, you know, because I would remember watching Match Game and asking, like, you know, who's Brett Summers? Because I and, you know, apparently, like, she was she was like a, a TV star from pretty much when TV began. And she did Broadway. And it's like, you know, my grandparents, my parents, like, knew who she was. But to me, it was like she was a permanent celebrity on on match game and she was very funny and you know it was, yeah, all, she, it, was I, it was just all in good fun and she was married to the guy from the art couple that's right yeah she, she was married to jack, jack Corbin. yeah 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 so then, you know um you would see it's funny because you like there's other shows and i'm not gonna go one that we'll probably never talk about is um uh tattletales i think it's called tattletales the one with the, that, yeah. the celebrity the celebrity line, the celebrity couples, I don't think it was Talisman, I forgot what it was called, but Burke Covey hosted it, and then you see these couples on there, like um, uh, Brent Summers and Jack, and you're like, well, they're not together, and you know, obviously they're both dead, but they they got divorced at some point around that time. So it's just, it's interesting, because you see old Hollywood on some of these shows, too. Yeah, absolutely, and just, yeah, I mean, you really see how Again, a lot of a lot of a lot of celebrities. I I mean, I really remember on Pyramid, 
a lot of the celebrities there had shows on, so they would talk about, you know, hey, here's the, you know, Jamie Farr. Well, you know, yeah, we just got done filming a new season of MASH, and yeah, we're still in Korea, you know, like, whatever. Like, but but it was like, yeah, they would promote it, and it just, I, I mean, again, like, I, even, you know, watching, I remember I was watching an episode of Pyramid where Tony Randall was the celebrity, and you know, he and whoever the contestant was, like, she won, and she's, like, hugging him and everything, and he, at first he looked shocked, and then he's he's getting into it, and he's, you know, it, it's it, it's just so much fun. Like, there's really nothing, I mean, again, there's game shows on now, but it's just really not the same. No, uh, yeah, and then all these games that we really kind of mentioned, they've redone other than concentration, and they've, they haven't done it well. No, definitely not. Definitely mm. not. Wow. That was fun. A lot of the game shows. We got so many more to talk about, too. So hang on here. We're going to talk for another three hours. Oh, wait. Not today. (laughs) Definitely not today. No. When we when we decided to do this, you know, we came up with lists, and I was like, yeah, we got to shorten these lists down, and we're going to be talking for, like, uh, because, like I said, my three were game shows I like, but I haven't even come close to, like, what I consider, like, my top three. And I don't think you did either. No, no, it's funny. Like I used, you know, like pick pick three or four, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how many game shows there are because I have like thirty on my list. Yeah, I think that's what we did. Is like, you know, we we, we I think we, originally we said like a top five. Then I was like, oh my god, like I saw your five, you saw my five. I'm like, we're gonna be talking forever. So we narrowed it down. But I mean, yeah, I got a ton more shows to talk about. We mentioned a few, but you know, we'll go into more detail. But exactly. yeah, it was great. It was great. Speaking of great stuff, guys, do me a favor. Instagram, enter the nerd zone. We're there. Check us out. Leave us a like. Uh, I'm going to put up a poll definitely asking about what game shows you guys like to watch. Uh, Pete, want to give anybody a shout out? Uh, yeah, I want to give out a shout out to, to myself. Hello, <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to Jay because he's got a great show. Stuff you don't need to know or do need to know or can never remember anymore. Is it? It's at, what's it at on Instagram? Yeah, it's at stuff you don't need to know on Instagram. Great show. Jay talks a bunch of stuff and he knows a lot of things, which is great. Um, (laughs) Shout out to our brothers in our chairs, Nerd and Me. And they do do a great show too. Watch WandaVision if you before you listen to their show, to their show. I believe there's spoilers there, um, and we'll probably get to that at some point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so shout out to that, and of course to all of our small businesses out there. Make sure you guys are shopping shopping small. It's a tough time, and we want to make sure that the places that we like to go, like our comic stores at Kirby Comics. Um, and that four corner comics, we want to make sure that we're going to these places. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like I said, just head on over to our Instagram. And I guess there's only really one more thing left to say. Yeah. Oh, and, and Milltown, oh. Uh, Main Street <laughs> Comics in Milltown. That's it. I don't want to forget about them. They're good business people too. Yeah. yeah there's, 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 <laughs> That, that's that's where a good part of my paycheck goes to now, and it's it's not for my daughter anymore. It's for me. So yeah, yeah. well, if you you should follow Jay on Instagram with um, stuff because he does put. Do you put, you put the comics on that one, right? Yeah, yeah, on my stuff. 
Instagram, yeah, my weekly haul, I always kind of show <laughs> how much or how little, and it's usually a lot that I buy every week. So, yeah, you can, <laughs> you, you can, see, you can see why Main Street is still uh, in business. And then their paycheck is your paycheck. Pretty soon you'll see Jay doing unboxes on, on YouTube and all his comic books that he has. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, it's, it's almost getting to that point, yeah. <laughs> this is, he's unboxing his house because it's under all comic books. Um, so there is only one, left, one thing I want to say. Um, Jay, same bat time. Same bat channel. Batman. Doesn't have a game show. <laughs> oh, I have a game show. I was gonna try to do a match game thing. I couldn't think of one. <laughs> Batman says Ray is not happy with me. <laughs> Failure. All right. Well, you take care. We'll see you soon, guys. Later. Try to be best, cause you're only a man.